Shit. Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of Why Did You Watch? With me, Kathy Moore. And uh, me, Dave Clark. PhD. Hey. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. So close. Uh, um, yeah. Well, this is a very exciting episode for me because it's taken three episodes for me to get to talk about a film that I just ab- absolutely think is marvellous. And it is, of course, Hellraiser. You said it was going to be uh, Frozen. Frozen? <laughs> you said David, it's your favourite film let of all it time. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I still get to watch it, I know. Frozen is really good, I like it. It's, yeah, um, it's Ben's favourite as uh, well. It's not. <laughs> he took a copy home with him. He never did, did he? He did, yeah. So uh, a, a very well-respected um, uh, professor said, oh, someone gave him this copy, uh, I'm probably not going to use it, and just left it in our office, and Ben took it home. Which wow. is fine. Yes, it is. It's a very good film. He likes the music. and it's. I think that's what he said. Well, uh, the music's very good, for the most yeah. part. I mean, some of them, some of the songs are not ideal, and one of them's a rip-off of... Um, the uh what what uh Yantel? but anyway it's not the point different film the point is <laughs> yeah one of my favorite films of all time demon to some angels to others will tear your soul apart it's the new, time. it's the new bnq uh slogan <laughs> <laughs> you have to come here on a sunday to fix your drywall <laughs> click and collect only <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lockdown ref. Oh, God, nice. no. Great. Hellraiser. Have Hellraiser. you seen it, David? I've never seen Hellraiser, no. I'm aware of its existence, and I've kind of seen some of the pictures of it and stuff from back in the day. Oh, but, sure. Yeah. I'm sure you'll have seen the iconic picture of Pinhead. Yeah. I mean, people have it on their T-shirts and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. I had a massive poster of it on my wall when I was um, at university. That sounds like very scary feng shui. <laughs> It kept people out of my bedroom. It kept my flatmates out of my bedroom. One um, of them in particular. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> what? Why would I want my flatmates in my bedroom? Sure. Okay. Um. No, I mean, they're, they're very welcome to come and that's visit. Pro- but... That's probably why that one tried to, what was it, uh, not crucify you? Um, not sanitize you? Oh, yeah, you. she she um, blessed my bedroom with holy water. What's it called? But she did the whole house. It wasn't just Consecrate. my bedroom that she did. Consecrate she is did. the word she... I'm looking for. Okay, yeah. I desecrated it, and then she consecrated it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this, right. I don't know. Hellraiser has a really special place in my heart because... I remember I was about, what, eight or nine, and I would go to the video library. Do you remember video libraries, David? No. It was like it was like Netflix, but instead of just clicking a button and it's on your screen, you had to leave your house and you had to go to another building and pay money to watch a video cassette. In you your own house. Your house. Yeah. And like you watched cinema. in your own house. Mm. And then, like, bonus, once you watched it, you then had to take it back the next day. But you had to rewind it first, or they charged you more. Be kind, rewind. Yeah. So I never yeah. actually used one of these places, like, ever. <gasps> you never went to a video library? No. Why? Why Why not? That's insane. I went every weekend to the video library. I never had a need to. It's not, well, I mean, it's not like we had, like, Sky or Cable when I was a kid. Still don't. But... 
Um, it just was never a thing. Were you in the garden playing with a hoop and a stick? <laughs> no, clearly not. I was using, what is it, that thing where you hit the thing with a mallet and there's a little pin? Croquet. Sure. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was doing. Yeah, all day, you, every day. <laughs> were you rolling yeah. up a ferret into a ball and throwing it at Skittles? <laughs> oh, poor ferrets, no. No, I, I don't know what we were doing. It's probably doing something else, just watching normal TV. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I went to the video library every weekend, pretty much, and I usually I rented Labyrinth because it was my favorite. Oh film. yeah, David Bowie. Yeah. Bowie. Oh, David Bowie. Yeah. But every time I went to the video library, you would go in the door, and on the left-hand side, on the high shelf, they had all the horror movies. Oh yeah. So you always you always had to walk past it to see around all the videos, and every time I went in, I would see the box for Hellraiser and I would oh, just yeah. stand there staring at this image of Pinhead holding that puzzle box and I would just be going that looks like it's the greatest film ever made which it isn't because we all know Kung Fury is the greatest film ever made oh, but no. um, yeah I would I would just stare at it and be like I cannot wait until I'm 18 and I can rent that movie but when I was a teenager when I was about 14 or so uh -huh. it came on TV Oh yeah, and I yeah. watched it. I watched it on TV, and it did not disappoint. It was marvelous. I Hope, loved it. Hopefully, on a channel that didn't have adverts. No, I'm pretty sure it was on a channel that had adverts. Uh, um, but I think I recorded it off the television, and then just ah, uh, skip through. Pause, nice. Stop and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, Hellraiser. Yeah, it's such a great film. Right. It was made in 1987. Um, so um, I guess we were five. four or five when it came out, yeah. Uh, four, probably and four. It's a, it's a British movie. British. Yeah, I think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Written and directed by Clive Barker. Did you ever read any of his stuff? He's a really famous horror writer. No, not really. No idea. Well, he. It's based on his book, The Hellbound Heart, or his short story rather, The Hellbound Heart, and they had done film adaptations of some of his stuff. Uh, previously but he really wasn't happy with it so this time he decided he was going to direct okay. this one so that it would properly reflect the, mm. the, the feeling of the um, the book uh, which is when he discovered oh wow so directing a movie is actually a, a really complicated skill that I don't have so <laughs> yeah totally it was a really a, the, it, it was such a um, a learning experience for him it was crazy uh, and the people were very understanding of, of what he was trying to do but he, he still ended up having to make a few changes mm. um, from the original book but um so clive barker also did um candy man uh, heard of it yeah yeah heard of it yeah. yeah so we should do it next because candy man's another cracker although i really sort of missed the missed the main point of candy man but i'll get on to that anyway um clive barker i think the reason he's so into horror is because he nearly died twice Oh yeah, which is which is mad. So he ended up this weird thing where he oh, keeps saying weird. He he got these um polyps all over his throat. Oh yeah, and they yeah, restricted weird. his breathing so much that he was only getting like ten percent of the oxygen he should have been getting. Is that like HPV? State. I don't know if it was HPV or what caused it. it wasn't cancer? Doesn't have and didn't have cancer. Mm. Um. Yeah. I think he gave up smoking cigars, though, or something. Oh, hmm. yeah, it could be HPV. Potentially. Of 
Yeah. And he went to the dentist and the dentist somehow like drilled a hole from some hideous um oh, uh, repository of bacteria abscess into yeah. his bloodstream uh, and he got toxic shock syndrome yeah. and nearly died. Okay. Ooh. Poor uh, bastard. <laughs> but he's a really cool guy. Yeah, not surprising some people are scared of dentists. Mm, mm-hmm. Because I've watched documentaries about Hellraiser in the past mm. um, and seen him interviewed and he, he just seems like a really nice down-to-earth kind of guy. Okay. It's amazing that this stuff comes out of him. <laughs> so always the quiet ones. Right? Yeah. Um. So the basic plot of Hellraiser is that um, there's this magical mystical puzzle box that if you open it you summon these um xenobites from another dimension it sounds like a computing term xenobites yeah Yeah. (laughs) effectively it's like an 18 rated jumanji before jumanji was a thing yes yeah i guess so yeah see i'm great that's a good way i know these things yeah 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 Okay, so it's like S&M Jumanji. Wow. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, you'll you'll see. Um, so it focuses on um, Frank, who's the, the sort of the bad guy of the piece, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and he, so he um, somehow manages to escape the Xenobites and he comes back and uh, bad stuff happens. How about that? Uh... Okay, right, so we've we've got so there's this puzzle box. Is Frank opened the puzzle box or what? He opened right. the puzzle box at the beginning, which was at the beginning, right? And then he gets he gets um, taken to this other dimension by the Xenobites, but he escapes and he comes back to our dimension. Okay, um, and then he's he's trying to escape from the Xenobites um, through uh, very unethical means. And uh, it's up to his niece, Kirsty, to stop him. Dun dun dun. Wait to stop him from escaping. Yes. Right. So where's the puzzle box? The pot. He brought it back with him. It came okay. back to. And where's the puzzle yeah. box from? The alternate dimension. Okay. So it's like a key that lets you hop between things. Fine. It okay. Is, yeah. yeah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a portal. Yeah. So this is another film that breaks with the tradition of eerie noise. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Because it mm. actually has a, a really great um, a creepy orchestral piece of music. Um, it sounds a bit like Poltergeist sort of music. John Williams? Oh no no! John Williams did not do Poltergeist. Uh, I, I can't know. remember who I can't remember who did Poltergeist, and I can't remember the tune either. But like, I I would not be surprised if the guy who did the the music for this also did Poltergeist and okay. also did Candyman because Candyman also had a really good soundtrack. With that the, like, makes sense. Doo, 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 doo. So it's it's creepy and it's orchestral and they've, they've put a lot of time and effort into it. It's not just. Nice. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's a, it's a good show. It sets, I mean, like sets for example, Jaws was also a classic orchestral soundtrack. Yeah, the scary and bits, if anyway. you have ever been in the room with an orchestra playing the theme from Jaws, 
wow, you honestly expect a shark to just jump up from under your seat and attack yeah. you. It's proper terrifying. Shark it's that... Yeah, <laughs> It's not that bad. <laughs> it's the, 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 the bass, the double bass mm. or whatever it is. It's just that really rich, vibratory, like, when you're sitting there. It's, it's yeah, it's really yeah. good. But this is yeah. good too. Um, so... Uh, I'm I'm guessing whoever wrote or directed the 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 initial scene sort of considers the world to be uh, UK and then all rest of world all sort of jumbled together because uh, we're sitting in yeah. I mean we're sitting in what looks like um, I don't know but Morocco and you can hear the um, what do you call them the oh, cicadas. Um, no, the um, Mossad, is that what he's called? Who Mossad? does the call to prayer? Oh. No, no, no. The, I know what you mean, the, yeah. Mu, no, the, the dude. Muezzin. Uh, I can't I remember, the, I can't remember. The, the terms. but The guy who stands at the top of the mini right and says, hey guys, it's time to pray. Him. You and can girls. hear him going, time to pray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Sounds a lot more romantic <laughs> in Arabic, obviously. Yes. Some <laughs> the meaning, like the me meaning follows there going, through. Go and pray, you losers. Um, so that's going on in the background in this Moroccan scene, and then it's sort of the the oh, the the camera is just focused in on the puzzle box, and the puzzle box is a bit bigger than a Rubik's cube, and it's made of wood, and it's very ornately okay carved with gold and all sorts of things. Swish, and it's it's it looks gorgeous. I've always wanted. You know how much I love puzzle boxes anyway. Yeah, so this yeah. is the film for me. A film about yeah. a, a puzzle box. I mean, come on. It's a really good looking puzzle box. It's sitting on the table and uh, and there's a big sweaty American who just dollops a big pile of cash on the table. Give me that puzzle box. Dominoes. And, uh, yeah. And an East Asian fellow who owns the puzzle box says, he takes the money and pushes the box over and says, the box is yours, Frank. And then as Frank wanders off, he says, it always was yours. Thanks, okay, Freddy, ominous. for shadowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, Frank, Frank, takes this puzzle box and goes back to his house. And, I mean, if I had bought a puzzle box, I would probably just, you know, put on some archer in the background and sort of fitter with it. I mean, that's what I would do with a Rubik's Cube. But this guy's having none of that. He's got a lot more reverence for this box. Well, it <coughs> sounds like he's made, what is it called, like an educated buy. He knew what he was buying. It's not like he just rocked up to a shop and said, got any puzzle boxes? It sounds like this was <laughs> an arranged meeting, like eBay. Not was it? That, not eBay? eBay, there we go. And said, let's meet in a safe place. And they just meet in a cafe bar somewhere. And uh, yeah. then he gets buys this puzzle box for a huge amount of money, okay. a crazy amount of money. It was a big fat stack of cash. Okay. But he goes into a darkened room and he sets up a square of candles all around him, and then he. Sets... Are they scented? I hope so, because <laughs> the way he left that house, it would need to be scented. Oh no. He was he was not the most hygienic of fellas. Oh. Um, I suppose. So he's sitting in this candle and he's sitting with the box. Now, the trick to opening this box is there's a little circle on the top. Uh-huh. One of the engravings. And you slowly you, uh, rub your finger around Oh, uh, like circle. a prayer bowl. 
It makes a noise when you go around the edge. Well, this doesn't make the nice prayer ball ball yeah. noise. It makes more of a bzz, bzz, bzz noise because electricity keeps coming out of it. Twas okay. the eddies. It was the era for electricity to fly out of things. In fact, interestingly, the people who did the special effects, like the computer effects and stuff for this film, they had just finished doing Hell uh, Highlander. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, good so you time. remember all the the lightning bolts yes. and stuff, like the quickening and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys did did this film, and it, it shows yeah. you recognize oh, interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. So the cool electricity comes like sparking off it and stuff. So he like r- rubs the top, the box opens, and uh, maybe you're. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, a nice puzzle box, um, and then. And then it's so he's fiddling with it, and then sort of light sort of appears through the and gaps the candles the flicker. The candles flicker as well. Okay, yeah. And there are creaky noises. So he's sitting there doing this, you know, and he sees lights coming through the walls, and he goes, hmm, "There appear to be lights coming through the walls." And mm-hmm. then he hears sort of creaky, growly noises. Uh huh. And he goes, oh, hmm, "How strange! I'll continue to open this box because <laughs> there's no way the two things could be related, right?" Yeah, so he keeps doing it, and then the next thing, I mean, buyer beware! So electricity starts flying out of the the puzzle box, and hooks, chains with hooks on the end, just fly in from all the corners of the room, and just like hook into his flesh and pull, and it's yeah. all like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's, it's iconic really scene, painful. I think, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hooks just dig into his skin and. Blood goes everywhere. Like that Black. guy from um, that game, Mortal Kombat, and he says, get over here. What's his name? I don't remember. There's a guy who's got, a, like, he's got chains and hooks on the end, and he throws it, and it hits you, and then you get pulled across the screen. I don't remember a lot of the characters. He's, I think Mortal it's called Kombat. Scorpion or something. Yeah, that rings a bell. I don't know. Um, I never had I'm a, I'm I never a... had a console, so I just played it on someone else's and... I just remember the dude saying, get over here. And then you kind of, yeah. 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 Like that cheesy thing people do in nightclubs where they like pretend uh, to fishing line you towards them. Oh God, yeah. It probably works no. just as well on fish as it does on people. <laughs> <laughs> like doesn't. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh-huh. Probably yeah. Uh, on Okay, so yeah. chains in the face. So, so that, so that happens. Mm. Oh dear. Unlucky for Frank, I guess. You can just Although, imagine him see... going back to that Asian guy saying, I want a refund with like a chain hanging out of his face. I want a refund. And nowhere in the instructions did it say, Warning, opening this may summon demons from another dimension who will rip you to pieces with massive hooks. <laughs> uh, ca- caveat emptor, isn't it? That's what it, yeah, buyer yeah. beware, exactly. Yeah. Um, so so now we, we get to view his whole house. They they go a bit uh, Kevin McLeod on it, you know. They they have this house that they want to renovate, but there's a lunatic in the roof space ripping himself to shreds with chains, and they've gone over budget. Oh no! <laughs> I know. Yeah. They didn't Kevin expect McLeod. to have to hire a feckin' hazmat team to get rid of all this. Mm. So it's a, a really lovely house. I think three stories, including two attic rooms at the very top. Okay. Okay. Uh, but in one of the attic rooms, this is in the UK. Chain- well, I don't know. It's the one complaint I have about this film is I don't know where it's set. Does it have a really basement? Tell. Oh, they never went to a basement. Is it made out of wood? 
It's made out of red, brownish red brick. And yeah. it looks, the whole place, every single scene looks exactly like Liverpool. Including the, the guy's face in the chains. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. You know that nightclub in Liverpool. Yeah, uh, nice. Um, and interesting side note, uh, Clive Beatles. Barker's from Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, as is the as are the Beatles, yes. But yeah. the Beatles don't sing a lot of songs about having your face ripped to bits with hooks. Unless it was that was a really bad well acid ones. trip. <laughs> yeah, it was a B side yeah. to yeah. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Uh, yeah. Lucy in the chain with Lacerations. Laceration, nice. Yeah. yeah. Laceration in the eye with <laughs> Oh, eye laceration is just horrible. Why did he well, say that? Well, I'm sure it that's, happened. That's sick. <laughs> So the whole house looks like a total dump, and it. And yes. Sp- but he's disappeared now, right? So. Well, no. So we're 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 going through the house. The camera goes round to be like, you know, it's it's like um, how clean is your house with Kim and Aggie? Like, look at the state of this kitchen. Yes. And, and just when we thought it couldn't get any worse, we went into the upstairs, attic room, and there were chains hanging from the ceiling and huge blocks of wood with ears nailed to it, twirling Ooh. around. Okay. And there were just, there was just flesh and blood and ears everywhere. More than two ears? I only saw, no, 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 there were two ears, yeah, right now. Okay, uh, right. But, but only one ear was detached completely. The other one was still attached to the side of a face. So okay. face as well. Okay. It just looked like a squatter had been living there and then was brutally murdered by uh, some sort of S&M fanatic. Okay. So, in that room, we see Pinhead and the the female Xenobite. Right, so now, you might need to explain who Pinhead is. Yes, so, we, amongst the chains and the spinning blocks of wood, we see, a, we see this guy, iconic guy, um, and he's got no hair, completely bald, and he has a white face and black eyes and uh, uh, in sort of like one inch intervals over his entire head, there are nails sticking out of his head. Yeah, it's like extreme uh, acupuncture. Yes, 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 it really is. And initially, I mean, the reason he's called Pinhead is because they wanted to use pins, but they couldn't get it to work with the prosthetics. So they ended up ah. having to use something heavier. So they went with nails instead. Yeah. And... You remember that scene in Screen Queens when the Red Devil murders Roger or Dodger with the nail gun? Yes, vaguely. That was a little nod to Hellraiser because he ended up with the pin, the nails all over his head, okay. just like Pinhead. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so good times. Nice little nod there. So that's, right, so that's Pinhead's head. And then the rest of him, he looks like um, he's just completely clad in black leather. From head to toe, and he's got a, a like a maxi dress on, so he's just head, uh, like he's got a big leather dress on. Okay. He looks like a Victorian lady who has gone for a, an entirely leather ensemble, but his chest there are little um, gaps in the leather uh-huh. on his chest, little holes, and in that hole you see that his his skin has been sort of cut and flapped down and sort of woven into the leather okay so his own flesh makes up part of his costume 
Okay, all right. He's like hmm. woven into that thing. Pretty horrific okay. looking. Yeah. Class. Douglas Brad Bradley, by the way. And we also see Lady Cenobite, who's who's just called the female Cenobite. In the book, she was actually the the primary character, but in this ah. one, she and Pinhead are sort of on level pegging. Okay. So she looks just like Pinhead in that she's got black eyes and no hair and a white face, but she has got wires sort of wired through her her cheeks and her nose. She yeah. sort of looks like a wind chime because she's got all these wee dangly things hanging, or a or a right. a, a, mo- a mobile, you know, that you hang over a crib. Oh, uh, I know the ones, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But what's really cool about her is, right, her her throat is sort of cut down and then pinned open. Okay, yeah. So you know like when you dissect a rat or something and you like pin the skin to the, yeah. the board so you can see yeah. in there? That's what her throat's doing. Oh, lovely. Like that. Can does she not speak? affect her voice though. Oh. Yeah, oh. she does. Quite eloquently actually. It doesn't it doesn't seem to have held her back any. Well, I guess that's the thing with demons, they don't follow the rules. Well, she's a demon to some, an angel to others. Just you wait. Oh, that um, sounded like I set that up, but it was not deliberate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they um, appear in the... Well, they were in the room, but you get to see them. When things move a certain way, they they appear. It's quite nicely done. They don't, like, bam, onto the screen or anything. Okay, It's All not right. a, It's not a... It's like subtle. A, yes, they subtly appear. Okay. And um, they sort of fitter through the room and hook their way through the, the sort of crap all over the floor and it really sounds like Pinhead has asthma because he wheezes you would sure. think it would be the lady Xenobite who wheezes because her throat's cut open but no, it's actually no, she had it going. done it fixed it <laughs> ah so, so he's next to have it done then yeah 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 because he just makes this <sighs> noise all the time okay it's quite creepy yeah it works in the film yeah. And uh, so they sort of, they they roam through the room and they look for an eyeball and, a, and an ear and a mouth and a nose and they sort of assemble it all on the floor. And oh, it's almost like as a... if they've done that to be like, hoo-hoo. It's like the KFC lift... challenge. Pre- yeah, it's like, exactly, yeah. So uh, they've got nice. the, 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 the two breasts, the two legs, the two wings, they put it all together. They reassemble the chicken. high-fived yeah. each other. Nice. Yeah. And then they've gone. Do you know? I really want some KFC right now. So they just lift the puzzle box, close it, and then they, and then as soon as the puzzle box is closed, it's like nothing happened in that room. Uh, okay. Poof. But the dude is gone. The dude's gone there. Yes. And everything's candles? gone. The candles. Where? Are they? Everything's gone. Oh, everything's the candles gone. are long gone. They realize that, pretty quick that, that, that kind of random suitcase that's always in the loft is that also gone? The random suitcase is gone. But the extra dining chair that you can't fit in your kitchen is still up there. That's because even then, those things can't fit through an extra dimensional portal. The cha- Yeah, those, yeah. that extra feckin' chair. Yeah. And you have a choice of either pressing the dining table against the wall, against the chair, and just yeah. making your peace with the fact. But it means that now you can't push any of the other chairs in because this one's in the way. And also, or, all the stuff falls to the back of the table because you can't push it against the wall. So if exactly, you put something on, yeah. a pen rolls off the back and then you have to grovel yep. around underneath. Yeah, yeah. there's just a graveyard down there of yeah. erasers and pencils and that hopes note and, with that person's phone number on it. Yeah, all your uh, hopes and dreams. Yeah. 
or down the back of the dining table. Yeah. Exactly. What was he talking about? Oh yeah, so the room is completely spotless, like nothing ever happened, which is lucky because in the next scene, a husband and wife appear and appear to have some trouble getting in, but they finally get in and they're like, ah, ta-da, new characters, check us out. Uh-huh. Um, he's American and she's English, Southern English. So she's right. terribly Arably, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> TikTok. Right? And she's, she looks really 80s as well, which is quite distracting. The, that particular fashion, the, the, the 80s style that she opted for has not aged well. We're talking shoulder pads amundo. Oh, that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. okay. I and remember. huge, clearly loop plastic earrings. earrings. Not yeah. loops. Like oh. big stars made out of that brown, horrible shit that people used to get their glasses made out of. Probably Baker-like. Yeah, like Bakelite earrings <laughs> and wow. big mad brooches for no reason and okay. shocking eye makeup. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's just like Cleopatra. But She's never mind like, her. Isn't it, isn't it like, um, do you remember when Homer did that thing where he like made the makeup thing and you just essentially load a <laughs> shotgun and then you just shoot it in your face? Yeah. She looked yeah, like that. Yeah, and Lisa goes, I don't think women are going to want to be shot in the face, Dad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she, she yeah. I mean, she's a she's a beautiful woman, and apparently she's a, a star of the stage in Britain. Like, um, what are we? Uh, the West End. Uh huh. She was a star of the West End anyway. This actress, and she does a fantastic oh, job. Really? She's a very good oh, okay, actress. Okay, okay. But but never mind her. Guess who the husband is? Uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, dude. Oh, I wish. No. <clears throat> It's someone from Star Trek. It's someone from Deep Space Nine. American. It's an American. And it's someone who, every time they talk on Deep Space Nine, I haven't a clue what they're getting at. Uh, well, it can't be the Irish guy. No, it's uh... not Miles. He's a tailor. Garrick. Garrick. It's Garrick. Really? Garrick is wow. the husband. I know. Okay. I don't even know yeah. what he looks like in reality. Oh, he looks... Yeah, he is actually like a Cardassian. Yeah, he oh. is part lizard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he, he he just... Remember the royal family? He looks... <laughs> <laughs> the lizard elite. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So they... Right. A big thing that I've been complaining about with the past couple of films is when they do really clunky exposition. Yes. Where they're like... Hello, my sister, who I haven't seen in 10 years. I'm going to visit you in a while to make up for the fact we haven't spoken since dad died because our dad died. You know, that sort of Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's none of that in this film. It's great. Because he bursts in and he's like, he goes, well, welcome, sweetheart, to the old homestead. And she's like, oh, it's terrific. (laughs) And uh, he he explains nice and subtly that... um, this is his, like a family home and they're back in it and they, he hasn't been in it for like 10 years and they've been renting it for the last 10 years to, I'm guessing, some sort of religious um, extremist because there's just neon pictures of Jesus everywhere. I okay. don't know why. Is that like cyberpunk what? Jesus? Sure. 
a Jesus by any other name. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Is still as holy. Um, and he just keeps, you know, he he's taken over the house, but his wife says things like, um, well, you can't get rid of all this stuff because half of it belongs to your brother. And he's like, well, my, my brother's not going to care. He's never turned down free money. And I've no idea where he is even to contact him. So blah, blah, blah. So it's all quite subtly done. No yes. complaints there. But you do get a real sense that this is not the happiest marriage. And he seems a lot more into her than she does, oh. th than she seems into him. Which okay. is sad. But, and you just get a sense of it immediately. You also okay. immediately okay. don't massively like her. Um, so he's saying, like, he's, he says, you don't, you, you know, you, you seem really unenthusiastic. I don't know what you want. Like, I've, we've moved here. I've got a great job here. You're back on your own turf. So what's the problem? You know, yeah. and she's just yeah. being really passive aggressive and being like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. It's nothing wrong. And strutting off. So yeah. because he said, you're back on your own turf. I'm assuming they're in England. Yes, that sounds sensible. Uh, she, the only thing she has to say about that is, well, it's better than Brooklyn. Right, Which, okay. So they lived I mean, in Brooklyn. Good exposition. I, I, I guess they lived in Brooklyn. Or, or the options were Brooklyn or Liverpool. And she opted with the safer choice, which was Liverpool. I don't know. I don't know what Brooklyn's like. I've never been. Ah, but that would have been Brooklyn in the 80s. Was, was, oh, okay. See, I mean, my only experience with Brooklyn is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so, and it looks oh. super fun to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so, we don't really understand what Julia, the wife, we don't really know what her problem is, really. Um, but Larry, the husband, Garrick, you know. Yeah. He, he goes for a bit of a wander around the house just to see what sort of state it's in, and I'm not going to lie, it's not good. Like, the kitchen... Sure. The kitchen looks like uh, Alexander Fleming's lab after he went on holiday. <laughs> well, at least there's Mold. penicillin waiting around. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, he'd need penicillin after all those hook, yeah, hook yeah, scratches yeah. that he got. And a tetanus jab, if he has one of those in there, that would be handy. But Julia starts freaking out and she's like, Oh, Larry, Larry, ha! And he goes running up the stairs expecting to see something more impressive than what he found. Because what he found was just what looks like... um. A squatter, a squatter's uh -huh. pad. You know, there's a sort of a makeshift mattress on the floor and a big box of porn. Okay. Yeah, there's. He's even got porn ornaments. Pornaments. <laughs> what? And he's got pictures of naked ladies. Oh! Wow. And the worst bit, he's got pictures of naked ladies with himself in the photo. Right, is he so like, is this Frank in the photo or Larry? It is Frank. Frank right. has been squatting in his own house. I don't know why he didn't just make it nice since it's ha half it's the house. It's because he spent all of his money buying a mystical box. Oh, oh for God's sake. Like buying magic well, beans. <laughs> that and also buying apparently copious amounts of porn, so... And I guess oh, well, like I mean, a Polaroid camera so he could take a picture of himself and then like stick it on a photo. But they were wildly expensive, Polaroids. Yeah, so which is why he spent the money. money on. Yeah. yeah, but it was the 80s. You didn't have to buy porn. You could just go down to the railway tracks and find it. I wouldn't know, Kathy. 
<laughs> oh, for God's sake. You're such a... Because you never got the train. You went on horseback, didn't you? <laughs> Griffin. Yeah, whatever. Unicorns. Griffin, yeah. Why not? So Julia's looking through all these pictures of Frank with all of these women, and she looks sort of... Uh, she... um, okay. A bit... What would you call it? Shocked? Scandalised? Yeah, but the thing is, it sounds like she's going through a lot of them, so she's probably not that scandalised. Yeah, it's that. Do you remember that old joke about the lady calling the police and saying, my neighbour's lying naked in his garden? And the policeman says, well, I can't see him out this window. And the lady says, oh, no, no, you have to stand in this box and lean over the windowsill. And yeah, yeah, around, yeah, yeah. And then you can see nice. him. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so, um, while this is going on, Kirsty, who was mentioned in the conversation, it was a, oh, we have to get Kirsty down here to see this house. She's going to love it. Yes. Now we know who Kirsty is, because Kirsty calls, and she's uh, found a room. Yay! So she phones and she's like, "Hi, Dad!" And he goes, "Hi, Kirsty!" And she says, uh-huh. "Good news! I found a room." And he's saying, "What? Why did you find a room? You know, we would have, you could have stayed here with me and Julia." And it was a very clear, like, "Yeah, you and Julia." So I'm guessing that Julia is the stepmom. Julia is the stepmom, and uh-huh. she and Kirsty, I don't think they get on a whole bunch. Yeah. But Julia seems about as warm as a stack of pennies. I mean, she does not seem particularly affectionate or nice in any way. Sure. So it's not it's not a huge shock that she wouldn't necessarily get on with her stepdaughter. Yeah, but like the bit I'm slightly confused about is why is she also in England? Yeah, she's moved with them. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Mm. Maybe she's maybe she's a teenager and maybe oh. she's 17 or something and still For some reason to, I'm assuming know. she's an adult. I don't know why. She she's adult shaped. Um Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, let's uh-huh. just leave it there. Yeah. So, again, I'm thinking, all right, so Julia and Larry have moved to England and the daughter has come too. She doesn't want to live with Julia because she doesn't uh-huh. like her. Sure, sure, right? sure, sure. So Julia then comes down the stairs and she's like, yeah, okay, we can live here. Um, I'll throw you this bone and let us live here because uh-huh. I'm so nice. And Larry goes, yay, so to speak. Uh, and then the next scene, it's them moving in, right? With two inappropriately behaved moving men, I must say. Okay. Um. Because they're they're clearly latching at every on Larry. Who, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> with Larry though. Oh, oh yeah, Larry the latch. Like they. No, no, no. Larry doesn't join in. It's Larry's oh, wife and Larry's daughter. Ah, but right. They don't even wait for Larry to leave the room to be like, you know. Do you know what okay. I mean? Yeah, All it's right. gross. So they're moving in and they're trying to get this mattress up the stairs. And Julia is clearly some sort of um, class snob because not not a great snob. I mean, a snob as far yes. as hierarchy in society is concerned. So, yeah, right. Because when she she comes out and she sees both the moving men and the moving men give her that look of like, I'm a heterosexual, you know. <laughs> yeah, very 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and... She comes out and she's like, mm, yes, well, mm-hmm, yes, how's it going, sort of thing. And the, the guys were like, oh, we wouldn't mind a beer. 
or you got any beer or something like that and she said yes there's some in the fridge and then there's this really awkward silence where everyone looks at everyone else and then Larry goes I'll get them then shall I you know it's not like I'm doing anything yeah and then he's like he's got like a piano on one arm yeah he's (laughs) wedged against the wall by an enormous mattress but he's like I guess I'll clamber over this while you unpack those tiny little bowls that are too small to put anything in pivot yeah Pivot! Pivot! <laughs> hey, Friends Pretty makes it yeah. to episode three as well. Nice. And Julia's not even embarrassed. Julia's yeah. just like, well, I'm not getting beer for working class people. Why is that? That's, that's what Fair. the wait staff's for. AKA my yeah. husband. She like claps. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and a butler called Sebastian appears. <laughs> is, it one of the, is it one of these houses where there's little like bell pull things and it rings a little bell and somewhere downstairs there's a... Thing. No, it's like an end terrace. Uh, it just looks like a northern England end terrace. Right, okay, so I'm starting to get a little bit confused because this is the family house, right? And he's yes. American, but they're yes. in England. So how does that yes. work? I don't know. I don't know if they're in England. It looks like England. Okay. So, and I don't know if they have end terraces in uh america made from brownstone uh, uh yeah brownstone i mean obviously well it depends if you mean brownstone or brick because brownstone brick. is classic oh. yeah brownstone's classic like new york um yeah so maybe we they talking mo- about this on friday yeah maybe they've moved into somewhere in new york right but it's not brooklyn yes potentially okay Anyway, regardless, and right. And so, maybe and maybe that's where she used to live and that's why it's back on her turf. Anyway, so he goes to get the beers. Goes to get the he beers. He goes to get the gear the gear? <laughs> <laughs> that's even fun. a better evening. Was it someone yeah. someone asked me the other day, it's like, hey, have you got the smack? And I was like, Well <laughs> <laughs> He brought them gear to make up for his incredibly elitist and rude wife, I guess. I guess they oh, earned it. Yeah. But um so now it cuts to Kirsty who is walking along the, the waterside and it looks exactly like uh what do you call that place in Liverpool? And it's got the red brick and the arches and it's right on the on the waterfront. Oh I don't know. No idea. I think it's just like keys. The Royal Albert Dock. There we go. So Okay. She's walking along and it looks exactly like the the, the Royal Albert Dock in Liverpool. Yes. Okay. Which I don't think they have in New York. Um, I'd be surprised if New York doesn't have docks because I mean it's on like. Yes, the... they have docks. They don't have the Royal Albert Dock. Is what? I'm no, saying. no, no. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. I'd Whatever. be very surprised if they had done a replica of the Royal Albert Dock. Anyway, so so she's walking along that waterfront, and again, so I'm thinking, okay, so she, so they must be in Liverpool, I guess. Were there any uh, shopping trolleys? Uh... <laughs> Because <laughs> that that'll, that'll definitively say whether or not it's livable. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Or America, or America, yeah. So um, so she she walks along and she comes to the house and she sort of gives it a bit of an appraisal and she's a bit like, um, have I got the right really house? Glad I didn't get a room yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so she's she's not particularly impressed, but she at least is nice to the movers. So she she tries to squeeze in around the back of the the mattress. And she's uh-huh. like, hi, you know, I'm Kirsty. I'm looking for my dad. And the guys are giving it the... 
yeah. at her, you know, and she's like, uh-huh, and, and he's through here, brilliant. So <laughs> she, she at least... blanks them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. pretty much. She, yeah. She just kills them with kindness, goes find, goes and finds her dad, mm. and... Uh, he's happy as Larry. Have... He is, and so she. She's pretty, pretty cheerful as well. Then it gets super awkward. So um, he says, Julia's upstairs. You should go and say hello to her or something like that. And she's mm. fine. And runs up the stairs. Clearly a and teenager. She runs up the stairs like, bye guys. The the two mover men clearly just latch after her like, like that after her. And then turn around to the dad and say in this really creepy voice like, that's your daughter? And uh-huh. he says, yeah. And then they go, She's got her mother's looks, right? And he's like, and how did you know Gloria? Because it's a different person. And the and the dad says, completely straight-faced, her mother's dead. And it's like, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but like, And then they're like, don't... so where are those beers? <laughs> so there was some mention of beer. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting pepsi now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't don't latch after somebody to their dad. That's not going to go well. That's uh, it? what was it? Day one of dating school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh huh. They covered a lot on that first day. Yeah. So now we've got, so we've got a sort of uh, two things going on. So we're getting to watch what Kirsty does, and then it cuts to what Julia's doing, and it sort uh-huh. of cuts back and forth, and then weaves quite nicely. Okay. Together. Um, so Julia's upstairs she's got one of those photographs of, of Frank with some naked woman and he te- she tears the naked woman off the picture and just looks at Frank and you're like oh what's going on there then um, and then she just starts having this flashback to the first time she ever met Frank uh-huh. back when she was this sweet and innocent and shy little you know ingenue you know uh-huh. And she opens the door and Frank's standing in the bucket and rain with his hands on the door frame like, hey, you know, cool dude. Okay. Water dripping all down him. Like, oh, is it 11.30? I need a Diet Coke, do I? Uh-huh. It's, but it's at night time, 11.30. It, it was in the day. It was during the oh, day. okay. All right. That just makes what they did even worse. So she's all like, tee hello. Oh, you must be Frank. Ha-ha. <laughs> And he said, "Yes, I, I came for the wedding." And she, "Oh, I didn't think, I didn't think you were going to come to the wedding." Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and and he's like, "Well, can I, can I come in?" You know. So she lets him in, and he's just dripping all over the floor. And he says, "Um, can I have a towel?" At which point, Kirsty. So Kirsty's been downstairs trying to get the taps to work, and the tap exploded all over her face, and now she's soaked. So she runs upstairs, sees Julia. And when she, just as Julia's remembered, can I have a towel? Kirsty says, can I have a towel? Ah, and Julia's like, clever. You know what I mean? You yeah, yeah. my what's it? Reminiscence or dream, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I hate when people do that to me. It scares the shit out of me when that happens. Where I'm sitting uh, there going like, is it Norway that has fjords or Sweden? Uh, and I'm sitting there furiously trying to think about it. And then someone appears and goes, have you got any olives? Ah! <laughs> How is that the same? What? How is no, that they've... the same? How is what the same? Because you're like Norway and Sweden, and then yeah. someone asks you for olives. 
Whereas if someone's yeah. having a thing and it's about a towel and then someone says, can I have a towel? That's directly linked, right? Whereas I mean, yours ju- is about olives. <laughs> right, fine. Someone comes in and says, here, does Norway have fjords? How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Right. Sorry. Anyway. I'm a stickler. So Kirsty, you know Kirsty clears off. Well, she she tries to speak to Julia, but Julia's just like, fuck this, fuck this noise, I'm out, and walks off. <laughs> wow. How rude. Um, because she was trying to reminisce. She just goes upstairs to reminisce in peace. Did she lock so she the door? Have... <laughs> she she doesn't. Well, no, no. She assumes she can. Uh, she assumes she has some privacy in the attic room. Okay. That Frank disappeared in. Okay. So she goes up to this filthy, damp attic room to reminisce in peace, and thinks to herself, "Well, this this filthy room that's going to give me some sort of lung infection is preferable to listen to Kirsty talk about her flight." So. Oof. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah, so she goes up to this room and then starts remembering uh, when things got a bit, you know, between her and Frank. Uh-huh. Frank on the day says, of the uh, wedding. It it was coming up to the wedding, yeah. It was like the day before, maybe, or, yeah. or the day of the wedding. But Frank says, can I kiss the bride? Uh-huh. And, uh, and Julia... Uh, well... I think she consents in a very like, oh, I'm being swept off my feet. I don't know what's happening sort of way. Mm-hmm. Right. Rather than a, yeah, kind of way. Okay. It was not enthusiastic consent, put it that way. Okay. Um, so can I kiss the grad? But, it, but, but he, was, he was quite aggressive and produced a flick knife in the middle of it all. In the middle? Because in the, not in the middle of it, in the beginning of it. So they have okay. a smooch. She takes her top off and she's got a nice little sort of vest top thing on. Uh-huh. And instead of him going, well, that looks expensive. That looks like it's from La Senza, So I'll just take it off you. No, it's just like flick knife and cuts the, the strap of it, which. That's, um, yeah. Well, Julia's clearly into it because she tries to initiate a Vulcan mind meld with him. She like starts fondling oh, yeah. his hand and stuff, which is quite weird. But Frank's not. Frank is not a Vulcan. He's a Klingon. He okay. means business. And uh, and then they end up just, you know, having a go on each other uh, on top of her wedding dress that was laid out over the bed. Which is... Wow. Yeah. Not great. No, not really. Um, just going to put a whole so load of crinkles into it. But, well, yeah. I mean, and it's silk or satin as well. So good luck ironing that. Yeah. <clears throat> What's interesting is... In the original take, um, he didn't have a flick knife. He had a Swiss Army knife. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, give me a minute, give me a... Oh, no, this is the corkscrew. Uh, Yeah, he took out the little scissors and snipped the strap with that. Oh, and then he opened a bottle of wine with the corkscrew. Yeah. And then he was like, have you got got a horse? Because I've got a thing for getting stones out of its hoofs here. (laughs) That's true, yes. Well, originally the flick knife scene wasn't there originally he did the deed you know um how would you put it in a style that potentially could have produced children then what okay i'm just thinking the other styles (laughs) well yeah so then in the original cut he sort of flipped her over Uh, and then opted for an option that is very unlikely to yield children sure 
and the censors said, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's shocking. You can't do that. How's about he just threatens her with a knife instead? That's much better. <laughs> well, I mean, they let Clockwork Orange through, so... Yes, but that's all that's all child producing style in Clockwork Orange. So not consenting as well though. So No, absolutely not. I'm just I just find it really interesting that the censors were like Yeah. Well this that a lot of people do, we're not having it. Uh but producing a flick knife in in this, you know, intimate yeah. scene, that's fine. I'm sure loads of people do that. I am willing to do a survey. And I bet you... Survey says... <laughs> survey says... No children option is more common than... Yes. Flick knife bedroom. Yeah, play. offensive weapons, yeah. Have you ever been in Ann Summers and seen uh, one of the, the, the toy sections with a various array of flick knives in it? No, you of haven't, the, have Of you? the many hours I have spent in Ann Summers, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, again... This is quite a no, this is a scene this whole thing that I, I just stuck in my memory so well this whole scene because while she's doing the deed with Frank in her reverie uh-huh. uh the movers and Larry are trying to get the mattress up the stairs uh-huh. right so while they're going ah, ah, trying to get the mattress up the stairs uh-huh. in her memory she's yeah. going woohoo right yeah okay but here's the thing so Larry's pulling the mattress with his hand, obviously. Yes. But what he doesn't see is just behind him, there's a, um, a wooden pole with a nail sticking out of it. Oh, no. Every time he pulls the mattress, his hand yes. gets closer to that nail, right? Yeah. Uh, and just at the point in her memory where, you know, the, the, the yeah, big yeah. finish occurs... Yeah. He, you, and you, you see it happen, and it kills me. I can't watch it. It's so awful. He just runs his, the back of his hand along the nail and just rips his hand open. Okay. And he screams, and there's blood everywhere, and it's so hard to watch because it, you can feel it. Yeah, you yeah. I, mean? no, I can feel you it, and you're just that. describing it to me. Uh huh. So, so she's still upstairs. That was the big climax when he rips his hand. And he, he, she's upstairs like reminiscing of um, after they'd finished, she sort of strokes Frank's leg for a bit and he just leaps off the bed. Maybe he's ticklish. I don't know. She's pretty built up a whole lot of static on that wedding dress and just like tased then, it. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, it's never enough or something like that. That's what he says. He's, he's, he's a bit oversexed. Okay. By the, by the looks. So um, he leaps off the bed and he says it's never enough and she runs after him and like clings onto his back and she's going please please I'll do anything anything you know okay Oh. Uh, at which point her husband bursts into the room and she's like for god's sake can I not daydream in peace in anywhere in this house but he's all like yeah. my hand. Yeah. Okay. and he's dripping he is dripping blood everywhere would you mm. not just go to the bathroom and drip in the sink and call somebody. Why do you have yes. to trail around the whole house dripping blood over everything? Idiot. Especially one where like a satanic ritual is taking place. Yeah, you don't know what that could cause. Yeah. Dripping blood all over the place. Yeah. You could summon anything. Um 
But he comes in and he's all, oh, I'm going to vomit. I'm not good with blood. And okay. Julia's, Julia's all, oh, for God's sake, you big baby. And she looks at it and dabs it with a hanky and she goes, yeah, it's going to need stitches. We're going to have to go to ER or casualty or A&E. I don't know what country. Whichever country they turn up in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hospital to get stitches. But all that blood that dripped all over the floor, it starts getting like sucked into the floorboards. Oh, cool. And it gets sucked in where the nails are in the floorboards. Uh 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 All get sucked down. And then the camera pans underneath the floorboards and you see a tiny little wizened heart. And okay. it starts to beat. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so now the floorboards start to like rattle and smoke comes out of them. And mm. ooze starts to like ooze up through holes in the floor. And the nails mm. start getting pushed out of the floorboards. And ooze okay. comes out of there. And, yeah. and there's ooze everywhere. And then a big... It's like a big bony sinewy arm uh-huh. thing burst through the floor and then another okay. one burst through the floor and then shoulders burst through the floor yeah, right? and sort of pushes itself up and there's just yuck everywhere. Bony sinewy bits and, and ooze all over the place. Okay. And then a brain, a brain starts to form on the floor in front of this thing. Uh-huh. And it, it forms this oozy, yucky brain. And then the shoulder blade things like lean boards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And connect to the brain. And then a spine starts to appear. And then like rib cages start to appear and lungs appear. And a skull forms around it. And you end up with this sort of sinewy lump of skeleton human thing and yeah. the lungs form and the jaw forms and it goes frank ah! oh. like that That's okay good. and it's frank isn't it it is frank yeah to yeah. be frank <laughs> but the funny thing about this scene is they needed a lot of latex and they needed a lot of ooze and they also needed a lot of money but they didn't have it so what they did was they just sent one of the um the runners or whatever round to the local chemist and said we need every single one of your condoms and all of your KY jelly and we need it now that's how they did this scene they just melted down condoms and then just poured gallons of KY jelly over everything but that poor chemist must have thought that someone was having like a flipping uh, orgy to end all orgies next door (laughs) The chemist probably just probably thinking, which address do you want this delivered to? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll bring it round. Like, no bother. Yeah, bring it round, to, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's happening in the evening, yeah? Yeah, So. Uh, yeah. Although if he turned up and, and Pinhead opened the door, he'd be like, do you know what? I'm out. Not, not my kind of gig. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and it could also be a female chemist. Just saying. Even more so then. Ah, yeah. I'm going home. Why? Why do Rock I take dress. a risk? Yeah, yeah. It is like yeah. slowly back away. Although if you if, if you turned up and you had every single condom and and bottle of KY jelly in your shop and you op- and the person opened the door and it was Pinhead, you'd be like, oh, I think I've got the right address. <laughs> yeah. You look like the sort of person who would want every condom on earth and loads of KY jelly. However, uh, your your partner, assuming there is one, um, I feel like I should probably call the police. 
on their behalf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> it looks like you're going to eat them afterwards. Um, so he's up in the roof space screaming all over the floor. Yes. And uh, now we're all downstairs at a dinner party. And everyone at the dinner party. So Larry's there. Kirsty's there. Julia's there. And then... The two removal men are there. <laughs> Why not? No, Julia yeah. wouldn't allow that. They've oh. they've to eat in the servants' quarters. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. But um, everyone at the dinner party is American. So apart from the wife, apart from the wife, which means they must be in some part of Liverpool that only has Americans in it. So um, so there's a young fella who we don't find out until the very end of the film is called Steve. By the way, I've been calling him Siggy because. He decides. He's the youngest one there, and he decides he's going to make Kirsty his. Yeah, and yeah. And he has an amazing seduction technique, which is uh-huh. to swallow his cigarette and then produce it again. Not swallow it. What do you like? He flips. He flips his cigarette back into his mouth, and uh, then flips okay. it back out again. Okay. Sort of thing. It was. If someone had did that, done that at the dinner table at me, I, I, I would not have been impressed. Because I'm not five, um, so, so you know Larry's telling the story of of the doctor, um, the English doctor, in the hospital, and he's going like, oh, I turned up and you know with my hand, and and the the doctor was being, oh, oh I say, oh, cheerio, mm-hmm. like he he did a, you know, Mary Poppins, accent. Of so they must the be in the UK. They have to be in the UK. Yeah, because what are the chances that there was an English doctor in this? magical land of uh, New York that's not Brooklyn but is Liverpool yeah you know that the, the doctor would have been English is, is astronomical mm. so Julia is bored stupid she's not impressed with the cigarette trick she doesn't give a shit about Larry in his hand she doesn't care about the story she's not interested so she she just stands up and she's like I'm going to go to bed you know and then she, okay. she sort of gives a she gives a bit of a like Oh yeah, I have a bit of a headache or something like that, and uh-huh. just leaves and goes to bed. Um, and this is just after the cigarette flippy guy, Siggy. Um, he's trying to give uh, what do you call her, Kirsty, more wine, and she's like, "No, no, 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 no! That's far too much. That's far too much. I'll, I'll not be able to stand up." And he goes, "So lay down." Wow, this well, is at the dinner table. Yeah, to which okay. I'd have been like. Lay down what? That's grammatically incorrect. You mean um, lie down? Yeah, he's I American. I can lay down a mat. I know Americans do this all the time. It puts me away mm. in the head. You lie down. You lay down a mat. Do you know what I mean? Also, the other thing is, when she's in America, she can't legally drink until she's twenty-one. But now she's in the UK, she's getting she's... dosed with alcohol. She only needs to be oh, like yeah. over five years old. Exactly. If her parents are in the room and they and they give permission, she can yeah. drink as much as she likes. Well, yeah. I don't know about that. I uh, think if you turned up at the hospital with your seven-year-old to ask to have its stomach pumped, I think social services might be after Probably, you. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, the law says. Um, yeah, so, so Julian leaves, but she gives uh, her husband a sort of a, a shifty look, a sort of a... You know, a silent communication of um, I'm 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 sorry that I'm ditching you and your friends, but I'm just uh-huh. I just I I hope you'll die. Bye bye, and leaves. 
and he looks <laughs> sort of um he looks a bit cut to the bone by her leaving also uh, his hand just, well just just at that point his friend says does it still hurt and you can tell in his face that he thinks they mean does it still hurt that your wife is about as affectionate as a stuffed weasel uh, but he he quickly sort of catches on like oh you mean my hand and he's like he says uh, no only when I drink <laughs> and then continues to drink yeah so when you said does it hurt I was more thinking does it hurt that your previous wife who was nice who you had a kid with is dead yeah I bet <laughs> rather that than like does it hurt that you're now married to this I don't know harpy well yeah I mean that's probably implied in it as well does it hurt that you had this wonderful woman and then she died and now you've got this as you say harpy and yeah it, we're, we're quite legit in not liking Julia because you, you, you just wait to hear what she does not only has she cheated on her husband with flipping flick knife Charlie well flick knife Frank would have worked better there <laughs> yeah his literal name <laughs> alright cut that out cut that out <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. That's so right. You sh- Frank's the great one for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lol. they'll never know. They'll never know. Wink, wink. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so Julia doesn't go to bed with a headache, as she said. She just decides to sort of wander around the, the, the house. I think she just wants to go back to the, the, the filthy yuck room. Oh, I room. thought you were going to say go back to the big box of filth. Uh, you know, uh, so... Frank's magazines. Yes, that's not the same room. You're right. Uh, no, she doesn't go to the box of filth. She goes to the room of filth. <laughs> the filthy room. Yeah. Okay. I think she finds it easier to reminisce up there for whatever reason. I don't know. Oh, but she... oh, no, wait a second. Oxygen content's lower. Potentially, yeah. So she can, mm. you know, get a, a, natu- a natural high. Um, yeah. So she, she sort of creeps off and she can hear sort of whispering noises coming from that room. Mm-hmm. And just as she turns the the door handle, the whispering nor- noises stop. But when she's in the room, she can hear a heartbeat. Doo-doo. Doo-doo. Okay. And I don't. And the camera like pans down to her ankles, and she's wearing high heel shoes in her house. Why would you do I that? Ha- I really hope they haven't got wooden floorboards. They do have wooden floorboards, but she's not wearing oh. stilettos. She's wearing like pumps, courts okay but hmm. why would you why would you be teetering around your own house in high heels like i get annoyed uh, when people wear trainers around the house uh-huh. but your cat but <laughs> yeah pippa has got to stop wearing those little new balances around the house she doesn't she wear kitten heels ha! nice hey, no she wears cat you. boots hey, hey yeah better. okay oh shit uh what was i talking about oh yeah so high heels yeah so she's clipping around in her high heels and a hand reaches out of the darkness and grabs her ankle Ah! right proper scary and Mm -hmm. she is needless to say petrified and she leaps away back she recoils like and then oh it's so creepy because he like army crawls across the floor towards her Uh on his elbows and it's just this horrible sinewy you know Mass. Lubric- lubricated lump <laughs> just aggressively crawling <laughs> yeah, towards yeah. her oh no oh my god it's it's proper scary that scene uh and and she's going oh, get away, get away. she's she's too panicked to do anything she's just pinned against the door and he sure. and the, the the thing on the floor goes julia 
fancy meeting you here. No, no. <laughs> a strange thing happened. Seen... Yeah, I haven't seen you since your wedding. Um, how did it go? Yeah. No, he 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 like army crawls towards her and he's like Julia, uh, and she's she's like screaming against the door and she goes, w- "What? How how does that thing know my name?" And she sort of uh-huh. peeks around and looks at it, and Frank suddenly very modest goes, "Don't look at me." Okay. I am not an animal. No, he doesn't say that. Yeah, I was, I was considering saying that, but you got the first. Yeah. yeah. He goes, don't look at me. And, like, she clearly wasn't keen to anyway. She's got her sure. face, like, buried in the door. So. It looks like you're coated in a whole load of melted condoms. Yeah, that's disgusting. What are yeah. you doing up here? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, But once she, sorry, so he's like, it's me. It's Frank. Remember me? The guy with the flick knife? Yeah? Uh, Happy days. <laughs> oh, do you remember those halcyon days when I rode you on your wedding day? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah! That was you, wasn't it? Oh, you've changed. <laughs> or she goes, nah, I don't remember. <laughs> Which one were you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I rode so many that day, except my husband, because yeah. I was oh. tuckered out by then. Um. Yeah. Once she starts to realise it's Frank, she seems to calm down a bit. I would be more upset, frankly, if it was someone I knew who was covered in, in goop and frankly. condoms. Frankly, my dear. I don't give a damn if it's you. Yeah. Um, so he Is starts that his going middle name? My dear? Lee. Frankly? Frank. I really hope that is his middle name. But he starts, he goes yeah. like, it's me, it's Frank. I'm back. And she goes, back from where? Because oh, instead nice. of him, like, yeah. it, he looks like he just crawled out of a volcano. Yeah. And then covered himself in aloe vera to deal with the burn. Ooh. And he's all sticky. Cover that burn. Paging Dr. Sick Frank burn. to the burns unit. <laughs> it's a sick burn, all right. So he's, yes. he's, he's um he then starts like, he's he just decided he's a scientist now because he's like... Um, that little bit of blood from Larry brought me back this much. So uh-huh. presumably I need loads more blood. Oh, and that no. will heal me completely. Larry's I blood. Know, I don't know where he's making this jump from. I mean, N equals one at this point. But anyway, mm, yeah. so he's lying, he's rolling around the floor going like, help me, heal me. At poor Julia, who's having a proper uh-huh. freak out. Meanwhile, uh-huh. Kirsty is as drunk as a feckin' skunk. She is oh. out of it. She's staggering around, holding her head, like, boo. She's one step away from, like, hiccuping, like Dumbo, uh, uh, and yeah. goes and brushes her teeth, as you do. Ah, she's not that drunk. Or, well, she just goes to the, the bathroom and freshens up anyway, you know. Okay. Um, so Julia just sort of creepily stares at her from, from the stairway. I don't know why. Julia's in a weird headspace, shall we say. Julia is probably thinking, where do I get a shed load of blood from? Who do I not like? I didn't like her. <laughs> hey, Kirsty, I uh, I saw Got that favorite thing you love up in the in the attic room. Yeah. You know that you know that thing you really like? It's up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nova so Scotia. Nova Scotia's in the attic room. She's she's like, yeah. oh hey Julia. So um, you're you're staring weirdly at me. Uh, okay no yeah that headache's still with you i guess uh yeah some weather we've been having while i've got you here 
are we in Liverpool or America? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just, yeah. Okay. You know, you you might know. Um, so there's this weird sort of stare off going on, like Julia's an angry cat. And, uh, I, was just Siggy... about, I was just thinking cats. Yeah. yeah, Julia's trying to make herself look big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Puffed her hair away up. But Siggy turns up and he's like, hey, ready to leave? Because he's decided he's going to walk Kirsty home. Ah, Proper to her gentleman. room. To her yes. room, yeah. And he walks her home uh, through what looks amazingly like England it it, it it looks like it looks like London actually because it looks like they take the underground and there's all that horrible shitty tiles everywhere and but a train oh. goes past and it really looks like British Rail going past okay there yeah it if it was British Rail in the 80s the oh yeah. that's roughly the joke I was gonna make god damn it <laughs> I was actually gonna say if a train went past it's not the UK it's not British Rail yeah or it went yeah. past really, really slowly. Yeah, or it wasn't even a train station. It had just stopped in a, in a hedge somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's more like it. Super looks like England. And she notices a, a homeless chap sort of staring ominously at her through uh-huh. a, a, a doorway somewhere. And she's a bit like, <gasps> like you don't have homeless people in America. Wise up. Yeah. Never been to flipping San Francisco. Come on now. Well, unless those are just hipsters. Uh, uh. So, so now, now this is a really weird uh, um, conversation that happens now because she starts explaining to Siggy why she doesn't get on with Julia and she's saying stuff like, she's just too damn polite. You know, you know what you English guys are like. You're all, ooh, awfully, awfully, please and thank you. And he says something like, oh, sorry. And she goes, there you go again, being too polite. But he has a US accent. I was going to say, I thought he was American. He is. He's, he's got an American accent. So why well, is she winding him up? She's drunk. It's oh, entirely possible. Yeah. I'd, unless he got British citizenship recently, but he still has an American accent. Yeah, but that wouldn't suddenly make him more polite. You don't no. get a politeness exam. No. Oh, that would be great if that was part of the British citizenship test, where you like you make them walk into a lamppost and then see if they apologise to it, and if <laughs> they do, the you're like congratulations. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm pretty you're sure British. they do have that. They do have that bit. It's like if you spill someone's pint, what do you do? Buy them another pint. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's if someone else spills their pint. Uh, if someone spills yes. their pint. The done thing is for everyone to like. Oh uh, yeah, to true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. If you spill someone else's pint, run. <laughs> yeah. So, meanwhile, guess what Julia's doing? Uh, like shanking Larry to get more blood out of him. No, she's uh. she's indulging in her favorite pastime now that she has the peace and quiet to do it. Uh, she's, she's looking at pictures of Frank or reminiscing. She's reminiscing about having sex with Frank. But he's upstairs yeah. in a little ball of, like, melted condoms. I know he's covered in condoms and lube, but she, she can't have sex with him in the state he's in. Cause it, cause bits so are she's walked off. away from him to another room to reminisce. She went to bed, and Larry's asleep next to her, but she's okay. lying in bed awake, like, right. remembering that time when she said, please stay with me, I'll do anything. Right. Okay. And, and and Frank went anything? Okay. Which I 
guess she's regretting now, given the the anything he has asked her to do, which is, you know, help him drink loads of blood to come back to life, basically. Uh-huh. So while this is all going on, Frank is like just chilling. He's just sat up there, like posing for an album cover against the uh-huh. wall, all cool. Uh-huh. And then in another scene later on, we see him and he's like um, squatting on the floor, like he's posing for a hip hop album cover. Uh-huh. Okay, I know. Well. Yeah, okay. He just needs a backward cap and a big clock on a necklace around his neck. Nice. I don't know what he's doing up there. I mean, he's got all the time in the world. He might as well be playing What If I Were On An Album Cover. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have to put up with Kirsty having a nightmare. Uh, and she has a dream that she's covered in feathers and there's candles everywhere. And there's a big uh, table with a dead body with a sheet over it. And she can hear a baby crying. And then blood starts to like soak through the sheet. Um, and uh-huh. she pulls the the sheet off and it's someone, I'm not entirely sure who, but they just sit bolt upright going, ah! And I think it was supposed to be her dad, but it was hard to tell because he was covered in blood. Okay. Yes. So she's all like, meh, 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 having this nightmare like a dog. <laughs> like a dog. Yeah, wow. Does she wake up and then bash her head against the wall? <laughs> just runs into it. Yeah. No. Oh, poor dog. She doesn't wake up. Siggy is asleep on the floor. Gentleman. Mm-hmm. Well, he is English, apparently, and therefore very polite. And polite mm. people sleep on the floor. Yeah. Um, apparently. So he wakes yeah. her up. He like slaps her across the face, pours some water on her. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Okay. He, Ice cubes. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, Kirsty, Kirsty, wake up. You're having a nightmare. Shaky, shaky. And she wakes up and she's all, uh, and, and phones her dad at like stupid o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, and she's like, dad, I had a horrible dream that you were like covered in, you were covered in blood. Something happened to you. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, and he was like, no, we're fine. Everything's okay. So I think it was just supposed to be sort of foreshadowing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then she, everyone just goes back to sleep and everyone's fine. Really don't know what the point of the dream was. Yeah. I was going to say this sounds like they needed to pad five minutes. Yeah. It's, uh, I, d- I mean, it's not like later in the film, it, it's a setup to, to put across that Kirsty's actually psychic. And and has the the power of foresight and knew well, that something terrible was going to happen to her dad. I, I, I just don't know what the point of the dream was. It also seems that she of... also foresaw her own drunkenness. Ha! Yeah. But Ooh. I've done that in the past and it's never helped me. <laughs> okay, that's going to be it for part one. Join us next time for part two, episode three of Why Did You Watch? Why did you watch it?